following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. to another episode of the lucha outsider show we just recorded for the last hour and it's completely gone i do not know what happened but i'm here with my tag team partner he is the an- analysis of loc he's a man that put the honor or killed the ring of honor he's a straight shooter on twitter and when it comes to wrestling he has a radar from the main streets of long island oh, i don't even know what to say i technology is the absolute worst all right now we were just recording and then all of a sudden I couldn't hear you anymore, and I, I, I don't know. Oh my god! All right, so let's just kind of recap real quick on what we've been doing for the, like the last hour. We've been shitting on World's End. We've been shitting on Nick <laughs> Hausman. World's End was not a great pay per view, right? Ryan got to meet my my beautiful, lovely girlfriend. She was with me at the show. That was one of the highlights of the pay per view, right? You know, you meeting her. You know, we had a nice conversation, but the show was not good. All right. Besides Edge and Christian, that match was fantastic. They were fighting ringside with us, you know, by us and shit, you know, by where we were sitting at. We were sitting not too far away from each other. Okay. Eddie Kingston won the Continental Crown Tournament. Now he's uh, the modern day Triple Crown Champion. I thought that match was my second favorite match of the night, but the ending was out of nowhere. MJF loses the world title to Samoa Joe. Props to Samoa Joe. I'm happy for Samoa Joe. Being a world champion, I think he's going to do great things with the title, right? MJF's out of here. We don't know what's up with MJF. We got this big devil reveal with Adam Cole and, and company. I think we both agreed that maybe they could have fast, you know, rewinded back and maybe we could have gotten the reveal at full gear. It didn't have to drag on to this pay-per-view that we weren't even asking for this pay-per-view because the pay-per-view was not good. It's just AEW, just like the first hour of us recording and how it disappeared, I kind of want this whole pay-per-view to disappear because the product is not good with AEW right now. I was going to say, it's probably fitting that, you know, the, that part of it talking about World's End and AEW is the one that's gone because, yeah, the pay-per-view, <laughs> just, the pay-per-view just didn't hit. Uh, the, the devil revealed to me didn't hit. I didn't feel like Adam Cole needed to be ringside. It a little less obvious, even though I know everybody expected it to be him. Um, I do wish the masked men and the devil like, costed MJF to match. They didn't really do that. Um it just felt really flat, the ending, and just felt like the whole pay-per-view itself did not need to happen. Adam Copeland, Christian Cage, highlight of the night, best yes. match of the night. 1,000%. Uh, didn't have a problem with the booking at the end. You know, that's more ways to get heat on Christian, who's doing fantastic stuff with the TNT title. Um, so I don't really need them to pull the TNT title off of him just yet. Um, I do enjoy what he's doing with the Waynes and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, AEW, the product right now is very flat. It's just not hitting, and I think they need – just a fresh restart and you know the first dynamite of the year we didn't even get a fresh restart it was, it was a snoozer. much of the same so yeah i didn't even watch it i went back and watched the clip of adam cole explaining himself i watched the diana brazo debut which was fun everything else uh was skippable and you know so right now man this product ain't hitting i haven't watched collision in months um and you I ain't missing much though you're, you're not missing anything since. yeah i mean i was home last night and I, I still didn't watch it because i don't care so um you know AEW right now needs a fresh reset. It's just not hot. Um, I mean, hey, as long as the company's making money, you know, it's kind of like WWE all those years that it was terrible, right? Like the company's making money, so yeah. it's thriving in some way. But um, 
as a viewer and as a fan, just not really interested in what's going on on TV right now. AW Dynamite was just a nothing burger. You know, besides the uh, Undisputed Kingdom, you know, opening segment, and then you have Bullet Club Gold and the Claim, which that looks very convoluted. If, if it's going to go the way I think it's going to go, where they're going to try to make the super group, which I fucking hate that idea. Jay White is above that. I don't think Jay White should be involved. So he stick to his own stable, and he should be gunning for a singles title. That's what Jay White needs to be doing. Because, um, listen, the money matches between Jay White and Adam Cole if he wants to get his, like, revenge back, you know, for the devil's attacking Jay White, okay? There's that. Deanna Perrazzo showing up, making her AEW debut. Super, super happy for her. She deserves it. I'm glad that happened in Jersey. Takeshita and Darby Allen, that was a great match, but why are we having this match? You know, great match, but still, I don't get why we're having this match. And then the main event, you know, Swerve and Daniel Garcia. That match was whatever. I'm not saying it was a bad match, but it was whatever to close out the show. But then you got Hangman and Swerve. That was like another highlight where it's like, all right, we're going to get this feud continuing, but why? Yeah, no, I agree 100%. That feud definitely does not need to continue. I don't understand what they would do there. Was Swerve going to beat him again? What's the point? Um, But yeah, I don't know. They need some fresh storylines, some fresh feuds, some fresh things going on. Because right now, again, we can't be the only ones that are thinking this. The pay-per-views, the shows product right now is just very very stale yeah that's why next week they have like collision and they got battle the belts and stuff next saturday i really don't care about that shit i'm most likely gonna watch the tna hard to kill pay-per-view i'm actually more excited and intrigued about this tna revamp than anything that AEW's doing doing right now hey i don't blame you man i'm curious to see what this new era of tna looks like as well they're unveiling new belts uh, the first one they unveiled this morning, the X Division title looks really nice, so mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what the presentation looks like and who shows up. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, I can't watch TNA because uh, they took Access TV <laughs> out of my cable sub- subscription because I'm I have FiOS, Verizon, and they don't have Access TV anymore apparently. So no! I couldn't watch it even if I wanted to. But uh, yeah, I think next week uh, TNA is definitely going to be making some headlines over anything that AEW is doing. Yes. All right, let's talk about New Japan. Let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom because that did happen this past week. I thought Wrestle Kingdom overall was a really good show, but it didn't start getting uh, – things didn't start picking up until we got Tama Tonga versus Shingo for the Never Openweight Champion. Tama defeats Shingo to become the Openweight Champion for the fourth time. This match was fantastic, bro, and up to this point, I thought this was match of the night. Uh, Tama Tonga did make some headlines of his own at the – uh, during their press scrum press conference during as the pay-per-view was continuing saying that he even though he's the new never open weight champion he plans on leaving new japan within the next month because he wants to work closer to home because he does not want to leave his family which is very interesting because he just captured this title fast forward to new year's dash uh evil ends up uh cutting tamatanga's hair so it looks like evil might be the one that takes the title from him which i could give two shits about but I am interested to see what Tama Tonga goes, whether he goes to WWE, does he go to AEW, which I hope that's not the case, or who knows, maybe he goes to TNA. I don't know. Yeah, I know WWE had interest in him in the past, so I mean, I don't know if they do now, but listen, I think the time is right for him to leave Japan. He's been there for the past eight, nine years, that's did correct. everything there, yep. I feel like, as even as a singles guy, as of late, I feel like there's a lot of changes in New Japan, right? Like Kevin Kelly's gone, Will yeah, Ospreay's yeah. leaving. Uh, I just think it's fitting. I think it's time. You know, He's not in Bullet Club anymore. And, uh, real, I mean, I enjoyed him so much when he was in Bullet Club. Oh, yeah, he's he was okay so good. Singles. He was so good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've always been a, a fan of him. And, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see where he shows up next. But I don't blame him for leaving New Japan. I think the time is uh, is right. Yep. 
Um, the new Gorillas of Destiny, they defeat uh, El Phantasmo and Hukulel, the current at the time strong open weight uh, tag champs, defeated Bishimon, Goto, and Yoshihashi. That piece of garbage. Thank God they dropped those titles to the new Gorillas of Destiny. This match was good, though. And now the Gorillas of Destiny are double champions. And what I was saying before, before our recording disappeared, what I was saying is during this match, before the match even started, you got Ryan and Nick Nemeth, formerly Dolph Ziggler, showing up at ringside. Okay, I thought that was very interesting. And another thing that grabbed my attention when now getting used to calling Dolph Ziggler Nick Nemeth, right? I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Their names is Ryan and Nick. I know a Ryan and Nick in my life. <laughs> Did yep. you guys ever put that together? <laughs> no, no. I just I honestly, I think I just realized it too uh, when I saw them together. Yeah, because I, I didn't, I never really referred to Dolph Ziggler as Nick Nemeth before. So yeah, no, it's, it's really funny. I did think of that the other day as well. So I thought it was really, really cool seeing uh, the former Dolph Ziggler and his brother Ryan at ringside. And that's going to play a factor until later on in the show. But yeah, the, the new gorillas of Destiny are now double champions. Any thoughts about that? Uh, no, not really. But uh <laughs> Cool, I guess. I'm just happy Yoshihashi ain't holding a title. God, Jesus Christ, get him off my TV. I'm happy. I'm happy that you're happy about that. Oh, yeah. I know you're going to have your thoughts about this because it kind of plays into the factor of where New Japan is at and how they continuously tell the same fucking stories. I, lo I love these two performers, okay? El Desperado and Hiromu Takahashi. But I think we've seen this match more than 20 fucking times, all right? Despi defeats Hiromo for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. It happened to Wrestle Kingdom, and I feel like this happened before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, and then, and I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead, but Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr., I feel like we're going back in time with these matches. Like, I've seen these, like, this is when I was in, like, a heavy New Japan yeah. fan. You know, I feel like I've seen these matches, like, numerous times. And the fact that they're still happening years later, I haven't really followed the product as closely as I, I had in the past. Uh, just goes to really show you the state of the company, right? I mean, and, and how, you know, they have some good things going on, but overall, man, it's just like, ugh, I just, I feel like it's really taken a hit over the past couple of years. So, especially with, like, Osprey leaving now, he's going to go to AEW, and then I do want to talk about, like, what happened in the main event. You know, you look at the show, there's really not that, besides David Finley, right? I feel like there was more Gaijin representation in New Japan in the past, and you see this card, you really get a lack of that. It's not as strong as it once was, right? Fast forward to New Year's Dash, um, after the Tanahashi match, you get this promo, and now we're going to see Matt Riddle in New Japan. That excites me. I think Matt Riddle could do exciting things in New Japan. I think that his shtick, his gimmick, could work very well in New Japan. I do, too. I, I really think he has a lot of potential. The only thing is, like, is he going to actually work in Japan? And if he does, he needs to lay off the weed, man. That, that's my only concerns about him, you know? Like, I just don't know how he's going to fit in Japan. I feel like he's he's just another Matt Seidel situation waiting to happen, right? Where he was like, he goes to Japan, he does, does some good things, and then gets caught with, with weed. And, and obviously, it's, like, le illegal there, and you get kicked out, you kicked out of the country, right? Like, you can't be allowed back in or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I fear with Matt Riddle. Uh, so I think I'm, let's see how, how much he does in actual Japan because New Japan strong doesn't count. If he no, does no, 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 that's just, that, that's Japan like a, that's or, like a, a sub promotion within New Japan. It's not yeah, even an NXT. He, 
Or if he just does the American New Japan shows, he's not in New Japan. No, so no, no. I'm curious to see if he actually goes over and does tours over there before I get excited. But I think him and Tanahashi uh, could be really good. I would Listen, I would love to see Matt Riddle do the G1, man. But like you said, he needs to lay yeah. off the weed. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that's something that he could control, right? Because, listen, uh, I know after his release and just some of the shenanigans Riddle was doing when he was still under WWE, like, I get it. You know, I, I don't know if he's problematic. But clearly, you know, he kind of walks in the beat of his own drum, right? I'm not here to judge what he does in his personal life with, you know, who he hooks up with and gets married to, his kid's situation. I'm not here to judge that. You know, I don't agree with him. I'm not condoning it either. But, you know, as a performer, you know, the guy's amazing. He just had a match with Jacob Fatu last night in MLW. I know he signed to an MLW deal, but MLW is kind of like a part-time gig, right? Like, they're they're not doing shows every week, right? So... Guys that are, depending on kind of how he works his deal, right? I'm sure, one thing I will say about Matt Riddle is he's smart with his money. So I don't think he's going to lock down to an MLW deal that's going to prevent them work other places, right? No, Especially no, in New Japan. Right, so I, I would like to see Matt Riddle in New Japan. I, in New Japan, like New Japan, like going to Japan to do some tours, right? Like yeah, let him yeah. do a G1. Like I would love to see Matt Riddle do that because I feel like he could succeed a lot in New Japan. Yeah, no, totally. I think it's a good spot for him. I mean, you know, uh, he could have some crazy matches over there and just uh, get the reps. And I think, you know, you become big in New Japan, man, that you, you gain the respect of, like, the wrestling community. And also, you, you, again, puts eyeballs back on you, right? If WWE wants to look look at him again or AEW or something like that, yeah. um, you know, you, you, you do good work in Japan. It goes a long way. So. Yeah. Okay, uh, David Finley, Will Ospreay, and John Moxley for the new IWGP Globo heavyweight championship um okay before we talk about this match what's your thoughts on the actual title i think it looks good i and i'd like the name name of it too so um yeah double thumbs up for me when i think of global i just think of like this is a world title jake's you know <laughs> like what's the difference yeah. between global and world yeah yeah no i mean i i know you could probably say that for a lot of these championships <laughs> you can name, but uh, I, I think it works. I think it's, it's a nice title design. No, 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 no arguments and no, uh, no flack for me when it comes to the actual title. I thought the title, it's, it's a beautiful looking title. So David Finley, Will Ospreay, John Moxley. The match was fine. I enjoyed this match. It was um, hard hitting. You know, you got some shenanigans from some of the Bullet Club guys. Ultimately, you got David Finley capturing and becoming the new and first ever IWGP Global Heavyweight Champion. And um, we got some shenanigans that also outside between Finley and Nick Nemeth. I'm excited about that. The only thing is when you have a guy like Nick, you know, Dolph Ziggler, right? And, you know, he has like this backstage thing where he attacks David Finley after the little spat and ringside, right? You know, you look at a guy like Dolph, it's like, I don't want to see this match right away because Nick Nick's going to end up losing the match. Like, I don't see David Finley defending this title against Nick and losing, right? I feel like we, we should get like a build to that. Like, let... Nick, you know, do like a couple of matches like out here in the States for New Japan and maybe he does like a, a New Japan tour. I don't fucking know, right? Maybe a new beginning or something or maybe, you know, because like I think, I don't know if you saw this, but at New Year's Dash, we're going to get, um they announced that we're going to get some type of, you know, for Will Ospreay's last date for New Japan, right? We're going to get like a war game style type cage match between the Bullet Club and the... United Empire, right? And that's going to be Will Ospreay's last match. So maybe after that, maybe Nick shows up and tries to tag David Finley. I don't fucking know. But, like, if we're going to get, like, a Finley and Nick match, I don't want to see it right away because I feel like Nick's going to lose. 
Yeah, well, I don't think we're getting it right away. I mean, I, I know they announced uh, the Battle in the Valley show, which is in the U.S., you mm-hmm. know, and I thought that maybe that match would take place there. It wasn't announced. And yeah. then um, I know I don't think they announced the full cards for uh, New Beginning, but I, I thought they did ma- announce a couple of matches for one of them. I could be wrong. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they probably will build towards this, towards this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know what the long-term plan is. Obviously, I don't think, you know, Nick Nemeth is going to win the championship, and he shouldn't, you know. David Finley's a New Japan guy, right. and Nick's not signed there as far as we know. So um, I do think this match is interesting, and I, no, I'm yeah, really too. intrigued with Nick Nemeth doing some work in New Japan. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll wait till the new beginning cards come out, and we'll see if he's announced for, for, for that. I mean, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I agree with you. I think uh, a nice build to this and, and let – Nick get some reps in there before you know you have this match. I think uh, I think that's the way I would book it, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, it really depends on again how many dates he signed on for and and what else he plans to do now that he's finally a free agent. You know, I would love to see Nick Nemeth be on like an AJ Styles New Japan schedule, where he's there for like some of the bigger shows, right? You know, like the. Not like the tour shows, right? Because there's like a difference, like like New Japan, right? If you're subscribed to New Japan World, you get all the New Japan shows, right? Even like the ones that are considered like kind of like house shows, right? Where there's like a lot of multi-man matches. But like AJ Styles, when he was in New Japan, he wouldn't be on some of those B shows. He would be on like the A shows, right? That will lead to like other stuff. So I would love to see Nick be on those shows. And also I would love to see Nick do the G1, man. I think he could kill it in a G1 type format, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I for sure, I I would definitely be intrigued by that, and I, you know, like I said, I don't know if he plans on signing with any company like AEW or something like that. Right. But I just feel like he's gonna go everywhere at this point, so yeah. I, I don't think that's that totally out of the question. Yeah. All right. Um, semi main, you got Okada defeating Brian Danielson. This match was great, man. This, they they tore it up compared to what we got at Forbidden Door. This match was fantastic. I love this match. I think this match should have been the main event. Yeah, this was way better than the Forbidden Door match, which, I, you know, in my opinion, they didn't really have much to live up to because I did not like the Forbidden Door match. No, it was all. not good. It's um, not their fault. It's just, you know, Brian was hurt. Yeah, yeah. And this this is exactly what you pictured when you when you hear yep. Brian versus Okada. So great match. Glad it happened in the Tokyo Dome. Um, Brian looked great. Okada looked great. Um, Okada gets the win, and I love the respect they were showing to each other afterwards. Yeah, I love that and, too, uh, man. Yeah, I really just loved everything about this. Yeah, and then fast forward to New Year's Dash, you get, like, the Blackpool Chaos Club between Okada, Ishii, Moxley, and Brian versus uh, TMDK. They end up losing the match, right? But even in defeat, people were just talking about this dream team. Yeah, that was a pretty badass, um, you know, stable uh, or team mm-hmm. and uh, badass vision of, of seeing all them together. I, I thought that was really cool. I just love how Ishii always looks angry all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He always looks like he hates the world. <laughs> all right, the main event for Wrestle Kingdom 18. Naito defeated Sonata to capture the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Listen, this match was good, man. It overexceeded my expectations because this match did not have any steam whatsoever. You know, the Sonata experiment with him winning a world title, even though I'm happy that he did capture the world title finally, I just feel it's like one of those situations that it just happened too late in his career. Not saying that the guy's old, but when Sonata was hot a couple years ago, that's when they should have pulled the trigger, and I think they just waited too long. And yeah. Sonata being the world champion, it just didn't really live up to what it could have been, you know? Now, Naito now defeating Sonata and capturing the world title. It's like, all right, fine, Naito's champion. Listen, I love Naito. I'm a Naito guy. 
But, you know, like, when you look at Naito, even though the match was good, Naito looks like... Naito looks like he's being held together with, like, rubber bands and gu- bubble gum. Like, I feel like he's, you know, he doesn't really have, like, that many big matches left in his career. And I could be wrong, because I didn't think he was going to win the G1, right? But Naito looks like, you know, he's he's hurting, man. Yeah, I mean, as far as Sonata goes, I agree with you 100%. I mean, look, at the end of the day, he did finally become the IWGP World Heavyweight Champ. Yep. I think, you know, you just have to take that on, you know, on the shoulder and just be like, hey, look, he had a run. It happened, you know, but I do agree. He should should happen years ago. Um, and as far as Naito goes, yeah, I don't I haven't watched in a while. Right. So I haven't like seen a, a Naito match. I did not watch this main event. Um, but from the clips I did see of his entrance, it looks like he's still really like really over, you know, uh, more so than he was in previous years, I feel like. And uh, yeah, I saw his eye was all bloody and stuff like that. Again, it's much of the same thing here, right? With New Japan, it's like you got the Okadas, the Naitos, the Tanahashis. I mean, it's the same guys go on top, really, for the most part. And, uh, you know, Naito, again, world champ. I don't really, again, I don't know where it's going to go because I don't really watch and follow as I used to. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, there's going to come to a point where they're going to need some other guys to become the top stars in the company, you know, and start putting over some other guys um, instead of the same. So, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens, but... Yeah, that's Wrestle Kingdom 18, and yeah, good show overall. I ended up watching, I skimmed through New Year's Dash also. I thought that match was, that that show was fine too. But even like New Year's Dash, right? I remember years ago, New Year's Dash was like the equivalent of like Monday Night Raw after Mania, right? Now it's meh. It's not really, it doesn't really hold that same like prestige anymore. Yeah, I mean, it used to be like anything could happen, like the hot angles and stuff, and it really didn't look like much of anything happened, so... Um, yeah, I mean, listen, like I said, this is why, like, years ago, this stuff was so hot, and that's when I was really, really into it, and now it's just kind of like, whatever, you know, you can miss it, and then just see what happens online. All right, dude, let's talk about one last thing, because technically we've been recording for over an hour and some change, but since we lost the first hour, which was World's End, the whole conversation about World's End, and how AEW shit in the bed, and Nick Housman's a piece of garbage, and all that other stuff, we're not going to get into all that. We already did that, we're not doing it again. I do want to talk about this. When it comes to the WWE stuff, right? The Rock made his return this past Monday night on Raw. All right? He destroyed Jinder Mahal verbally. And then you had a little impromptu back and forth. You know, spine buster people's elbow. The Rock gets on the mic again. And he talks about, like, hey, he's hungry. And he wants to he wants to ask San Diego where, where, he, where, should, where he should be sitting at. Okay? He's like, should he be sitting at a booth? Or at the bar, because he likes the drinks. And he kind of chuckled. He's like, yeah, The Rock likes the bar. Or should he be sitting at the head of the table? Okay? The crowd fucking loses it. The crowd fucking loses. Fast forward to SmackDown, right? Keep in mind, now for the next, like, three to four days, there's all this speculation. What does the... What, what's the where, where's The Rock going to wrestle? Is it going to be The Rock and Roman Mania? Is it going to happen at the Chamber of Elimination? Is The Rock not just said that line without any clearance? What's happening now, right? You have all this speculation throughout the week. Fast forward to SmackDown. We get this big three-way, all right, between AJ, which he's still wrestling with jeans, which is, bothers me. I don't know why. Against Randy Orton and LA Knight. That match is a... Even though it's a great match, the match ends up with a whole bunch of shenanigans because the bloodline shows up. All right, they attack everyone, and then Nick Aldis makes a 
a fatal four for the Rumble. That match should be great at the Rumble. I'm excited for that. But prior to that, Paul Heyman acknowledged how a lot of people are mentioning Roman Reigns, right? CM Punk, The Rock. What what's going on here? But what do you what do you think in the mind of Ryan? What do you think is going on here? What do you? I still think we're gonna get Cody and Roman at Mania. I still think that's yeah. the plan. I don't yep. see the Roman wrestling two matches at Mania either. The whole night one, night two gimmick, I do not see that happening. Absolutely not. But it's very interesting that Paul Heyman is acknowledging CM Punk and also The Rock and, you know, with them mentioning Roman Reigns' name. So what do you think Do you think is happening by design? Or do you think there is a plan in motion that they're just keeping tight lip about it? Well, I think the Rock and Roman match is happening at Elimination Chamber. I agree. I know, I know a lot of people are you know, upset by that. Oh, it's not in the States. Oh, it's going to happen at 6 a.m. in the morning. I understand that. But listen, like, uh, I, I saw a tweet, and I wish I had it on hand. But, I mean, there was something like this could be the biggest, like the, mo- the I don't know, one of the most biggest sporting events, whatever, out there. Like, if the Rock has a match announced and then they sell a couple more tickets or something like that. I don't know. It was some, like, stat like that. And I just feel like they got that stadium out there in Perth. Um, you know, they're bringing a live PLE there for what the first time ever. I just feel like that's going to be a monster match. And I just feel like that's the best place to do it. I don't think they're going to go off course with the Cody Rhodes thing. I think they have this plan with Cody Rhodes for the past year now where he's going to finish the story at WrestleMania 40. And I, I mean, I think now so more than ever, it's clear that the, the Roman run is coming to an end. Because the fact that they are finally pulling the trigger on The Rock versus Roman tells me that Roman's reign's coming to an end. That's why they're doing it now. And uh, listen, the CM Punk thing, I don't know if we'll ever get CM Punk versus Roman in this run right now. I don't, I mean, I think, you know, you can always get that match later on, probably be for an, you know, a non title match or something like that, unless CM Punk wins the World Heavyweight title and somehow Roman Reigns gets a shot at that. But I just feel like they don't really have much time, you know, to, to really do that from now until Mania. I just feel like it's it's Cody Rhodes. It's always been Cody Rhodes. He, it has to be Cody Rhodes. He is the biggest babyface this company has, have, ha, has had since John Cena. They need to put the championship on this man, okay? They cannot have Roman retain again if they're going to do this. And I just feel like Rock and Roman – I mean, Rock and Roman, honestly, doesn't even need to be a title match, you know? I saw some theory online, too, that said, what if Randy Orton wins at the Royal Rumble? Which I, I wouldn't do this because this isn't – I would not end Roman's reign like this. No. But what if Rome, Randy Orton wins? You have Randy and Cody. You have Rock and, and Roman at Mania. And then, you know, you have CM Punk and Seth and whatever. And you could always do the, the Punk and, and Roman match afterwards. But I wouldn't hate that at all. I, I, I do think in terms of, like, those matches being at Mania, I, I think that would be a stacked card. But also at the same time, I don't know if I would end Roman's reign like that, where he doesn't get pinned for for the title. Um, it has to. So. Cody has to beat Roman. He has to get his win. I think so. I, it I think has to be that. Good. There's no other match that should be. I do agree. There, I've seen so many theories about Tua with the Rock. I did see, which I I'm more subscribed to the theory of the Rock and Roman happening at the Chamber of Elimination, right, and yeah. out in Australia. I saw a theory where when that happens with the Rock and Roman. Solo Sokoa could cost The Rock the match, and then we get The Rock and Solo at Mania. I saw that one theory. Another theory I saw was, we don't get The Rock at all, and The Rock shows up at ringside during Cody and Roman, 
after Cody beats Roman for the title, The Rock raises Cody's hand and takes the lay away from Roman, puts it on himself, and walks out. Mm. Which That'd I wouldn't hate that either. Because no, you can I mean, still because I... you can still tell the the head of the table story without the title. Right, right. That's I think that's the key right there, too. Yeah, so, I don't so, know, man. There's there's so many ways that they can do this, man. But I trust the Triple H is gonna book book it the oh, right 1, way. Oh, one thousand percent. Thing, if it was Vince, I'd I'd be like, I don't know. But like, I feel like Triple H has the plan, and I'm really curious to see how it unfolds. You could tell the Randy and Cody story down the line, but I feel like it has to be Cody and Roman at Mania. Yes, I think that's always been the plan. I think that's gonna continue to be the plan. Yeah, yeah. Me too, man. Me too. Um, now as for, I mean, listen, granted, I woke up. I woke up early to watch Wrestle Kingdom, right? That was during the week. That was during the work week. So I could see myself waking up for the Chamber of Elimination at 6 in the morning, okay? Oh, yeah, 100%. Me too, especially if, if this match is... I mean, I probably would anyway because <laughs> I, I do miss I do miss waking up early for, like, New Japan shows. It, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know? And it I is think fun. You're tired as shit, they, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, you got to make sure you don't... I mean, it's a, I think this Elimination Chamber is Saturday, so you got to make sure you, know, you don't have work or anything like that. Right. Um, because that's, that's no fun. When, when you can go to sleep afterwards, like, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's even better. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens. But I, I think either way, I, I'm going to stay up to watch that because WWE PLEs, man, especially the ones you know at, outside the country, have been fire, man. They have been hitting on all cylinders. And I think 1, especially with the addition of this match, I mean, my God, this could be a, a massive, massive event. So, again, not everything has to happen at WrestleMania. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, giving the fans in Australia something like this, I think, you know, again, they don't really get – events like we do out here in the states right we're spoiled they don't get these type of things so i think they would deserve it hey listen as long as it's happening in australia or something like that and not saudi arabia okay let's let's be let's be grateful for that so you know especially with you know punk also involved as well i think if i had the pen hypothetically speaking punk wins the rumble and he makes it clear that he's gonna he's gonna face rollins maybe for a couple weeks he toys with the idea of possibly facing Roman, right? But then ultimately, maybe he he makes his decision at the chamber or something, or maybe even prior to that, you know, he makes his decision like, oh, I want to challenge Seth. And then yeah. at the chamber, because at the chamber you got to decide who's going to face the other champion, right? You have Cody win that, and then if we do get Rock and Roman at Australia, and then you know whatever the the Rock gets laid out or whatever, I say you have Cody come out and then just point at the Mania side. And then you 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 close yeah. out with that visual. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I I, I think that's how it's going to go. I think Cody wins the chamber. I think Punk wins the Rumble. Mm-hmm. We all know it's going to be Punk Rollins, and yep. then we have yeah, Cody gets to to Roman that way. And uh, you know, I I do. It was a great moment to see the Rock on the first Raw of the new year, but I do wish they waited until the Royal Rumble because can you because now it gives it away. I mean, obviously, it probably was obvious beforehand, but now it's even more obvious that Roman is winning. You know, in that four way, and he's going to retain. So I feel like he should have retained there in like the main event of the Rumble, and then you have The Rock come out and face him face-to-face. Another thing, too, is it's like, man, we got the L.A. Night match, right, with Roman. I thought that match was fine, you know, at, at uh, Money in the Sand. I really would love to see Roman have, like, one-on-one matches with both Randy and AJ. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I, th- I think the four-way's fine. But I, I really wouldn't want to see, like, singles matches with, Randy and Roman and AJ and Roman. 
No, I agree, especially Randy and Roman. I thought that was going to be the match at the Rumble. So I'm not sure how I feel about the four-way, but I think this is like only the second time during this run that Roman's defended the title in a in a multi-man match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. maybe that's why they want to do it mm-hmm. and then get all those guys on the card um, at the same time. But yeah, I would I agree with that. How do you feel about AJ wrestling with jeans? Because I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, it's not a uh, it's not ideal for sure. It's not the AJ Styles I'm accustomed to knowing and loving, but. Uh, I don't know. For me, AJ Styles in WWE for the past couple of years now hasn't really hit. So to me, it's just kind of like whatever, you know. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, I love AJ, man. And it's just like, I, I get what he's trying to do here. Like, he's trying to do like kind of like a, a version of the Evil Ways gimmick that he was doing in TNA. I just hate the trench coat. I hate the jeans. Listen, if he was wrestling a street fight, ah, they bring out the jeans. I don't care. But like, I just, I just, it's not AJ. You don't wrestle with jeans, bro. You've also wrestled with tights. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't know, man. Past couple of years, AJ in WWE has just kind of been another guy. And he just, I don't know, doesn't hit like AJ Styles should hit. I, it's, and this is just another example of that. So. You know what? Here's a hot take. Back in 2019, he should have went to AEW. That's here. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I'm not, a, I'm not disagreeing. He should have went to AEW because, yeah, you're right. I, I just feel like AJ's wasting. And it's not him. It's not him. It's just, man, you're wasting this guy. No, I agree. And it's, like, you know, he's probably closer to retirement uh, than not. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the rest of his career is going to look like. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. All right. Well, you know what? This went to being a full-blown episode. <laughs> to now being a mini-sode, all right? And yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to name this episode 240-whatever or 250-whatever. It's just going to be a mini-sode. That's how I'm going to label it. And next week, hopefully next Sunday, we'll be back. I think Leo uh, – I was talking to Leo earlier today, and I think Leo will be back as well. So we'll have a full-blown episode next week. We'll Hopefully we'll be on Facebook Live and YouTube. And, yeah, that's it, bro. We're going to call this a mini-sode because it, with the shenanigans of us losing all the audio – that we lost for like a good hour. This is just a full-blown mini-sode, and that's it, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry that happened. I don't know. Again, technology sucks, yep. and uh, it's I, I don't know. They can't explain it. So, yeah, they, they uh, can't explain it either, bro. <laughs> yeah, quick thoughts, and then we'll be back with a full episode next week. All right, Ryan, give me your plugs, man. All right, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Really not active on there at all, to be honest. I always say I'm going to try and get back into it. Maybe that's my New Year's resolution for 2024, um, but we'll see what happens. But at Lucha Outsiders on, on X, excuse me, not Twitter. All right. You can follow me at Rated R since 87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I also have been trying to be better with um, Instagram. I have been posting a little bit more. Still not where I used to be, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm trying to be a little bit more active on there. As long as you're not annoying or anything like that, I will interact with you. But if you are annoying, you will be getting ignored. With that being said... For the old man, Leo, that's not here for our double Ryan Radar, I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep Rated R and stay too sweet. Also, fuck you, Nick Hausman. Goodbye. And good night.